0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehmann. And I'm Chris Belosky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive.
1: How are you doing, sir? It's been so long since I've seen you. I know, Mike. It has been. Almost a full... Seven hours. <laughs> I had to look at the clock there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: this is the first time we've ever recorded on the same day that we did something that we weren't getting together specifically to do the record. Is it actually the first time? Uh, well, at least in, in recent, re- recent memory. memory uh, for, uh, at least, for At sure. least in 2020, for sure. Well, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah this is only what the second time we've no third i don't remember <laughs> was, okay. I the third time yeah. yeah yeah whatever it's it's episode it's episode 69 nice which keep it a yeah keep it clean that's going to be the title mike i'm just going to put nice <laughs> right <laughs> but uh yeah you had a good time out today we went out to one of those um
1: one of those baby parks, I guess you can call them. I don't know what they call <laughs> <laughs> Playgrounds Playgrounds. Well, it wasn't an indoor playground. It was like an indoor imaginarium or something like that. Right. Where there was all sorts of fun things like you could go to the fake school or
0: the fake bakery or the fake grocery store.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. All kinds of toys, all kinds of kids. Now, I know this was your first time there. You, yes. You've never been at the, up to
0: this point. No, not at all. Not once. Laura has been going with Tiff a whole bunch of times, and I know you went at least once by yourself with Ben. This was a first for me. I, I had not made it out to any of these previous occasions. No. So.
1: And, and how do you find it? Like, did you did you enjoy yourself? Because I know, like, I like going, and selfishly, it's because oftentimes I can just sit on the couch and watch him run around and destroy someone else's place. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: there wasn't as much of that as I thought there was going to be, because that's what Laura basically told me. Laura's like, we're going to go there, we're going to sit on the couch, and he's going to do whatever he wants, and it'll be great. And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. But I still found that we spent most of the time policing him, you know? <laughs> like, there was uh, there was some times where, like, you and I got to sit on the couch for a little bit, but for the most part, we were, you know, still watching the kids, right?
1: Yeah, it's tough uh, with Ben, especially, because there's one room They have, it. I forget, it's like the theater, the theater room or whatever, and it's got a stage, and it's what's a step up, and everything in that place is relatively baby-proofed, I would say. You know, they've got like the soft edges and whatever, Mm -hmm. except that one room has literally like metal edging on the stage. You know, like that, like, really cheap metal edging you probably found in our old high school and that kind of stuff. You know, so, like, one little trip and he lands on his face and he's probably going to the hospital for stitches, that kind of thing. Right. I I feel like that's a bit of a short-sighted design choice. With how safe everything
0: else is. Like, they, they have, like, a fake house that has a, fi- a picket fence and each one of the fence posts has a little thing on top to yeah, make sure Yeah, like that a little like bumper or something. Yeah, so I'm I'm shocked they didn't put like rubber or something there, right? But or even like cuz that's also the only room that doesn't have carpet of some kind. Like that's the only room that's like like a flat hard surface as the floor. Yeah. We also know that's the accident room. Also called the Widowmaker? No. <laughs> the
1: Widowmaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so each room has its own little sign and stuff. Maybe, Mike, you drop a nice little Widowmaker logo. We go there and mount it up. <laughs> we sneak it in. Nobody's looking. And yeah. that's the last time we ever go back yeah, to that's play. Then we're banned from the play center. But uh, no, it, it was good. Like, I I think it was a good time. I, I know it gives at least all the kids an opportunity to play with stuff they don't usually play with. Yes, and sometimes play with other kids, which was,
0: which was interesting. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was one kid that, that William was playing blocks with at one point, and there was another kid that when William was playing in the kitchen, because he loves the kitchen at daycare, so I wasn't surprised when he went and was playing the kitchen they had in, in the fake house there. There was a girl who was playing house or something, and she was very like, wait, huh? No, those pots, I'm cooking! And it was like a pot full of fish. <laughs> like, it was just like, was just, but the one thing I really thought was funny was this little girl was her and this other boy who were there had this whole narrative going on. And it was this, this girl was like, my cat is sick and he's throwing up. And the boy was dressed up in a smock, like he was a vet. And he's like, I'll take a look at your cat. And then we sat there and, and I played with William in the kitchen area and this girl was, you know, making dinner for the baby and stuff. And then the kid who was the vet came back and he's like, I had to open up his heart because it's not but bumping anymore. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's a good thing he was prepared. Yeah, yeah. It was a good thing. He went to, uh, to, to veterinary school and And knew what to look for, because apparently that cat throwing up meant that its heart was was (laughs) just giving out. That's right. And he needed to replace it, apparently. That's like some uh, house MD level diagnoses right there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But
1: yeah, no, it was a good time. It was a good time. It's hard to say what Ben's favorite toy is. I'm going to say those blocks, because I think you and I were talking and William was doing his stacking with those cardboard block things that they have. And then I kind of leaned over to you and I was like... You know, like, watch this. I'm going to stack up the blocks and no matter where Ben is in the whole building, he's going to somehow get this sense that there's stacked up blocks somewhere and run over and smash them over. And and, and I think you were there to witness it. Like no later than five seconds later, like a head pokes around the corner. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, that was the thing. He You had your back to him. I literally saw him with
0: his back to me stand up, turn like it was a movie, you know, like, <laughs> yes. like, you, you know, when there's a movie where you hear like that somebody's trying to be quiet and they hear like a noise behind them in a horror movie and they yeah, stand the, up and turn the, the branch being stepped on. Yeah. 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 It was just like him, like, like shot up and <laughs> the slow turn and then he ran right for it and knocked everything.
1: Yeah. So now, you know, what we have to deal with on a daily basis, Mike, <laughs> the wrecking machine. Bang. Yeah. The, the wrecking ball. That's right.
0: Yeah. No kidding. It was funny, because the guy who was working at the store, or store... At the actual place. The actual employee. The employee who worked there. He was basically following William around, because they have a bin where they put all the toys that have gone in people's mouths, so that they can be sanitized. And, I mean, that's all William does, is he just puts everything in his mouth. So this poor guy was just chasing him around and following like everything that he saw and grabbed it and threw it in his mouth. And then I I, I was literally handing the stuff to guy. I'd just be like, here you go. Come on. Here's this. Here's the, <laughs> the, you know, it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time.
1: I'll have to, I'll have to go again. It's, it's a good way to kill like an hour, hour and a half. I'm pretty sure the, the boys would never get bored. Like, I know the mo- main reason we leave is because it's nap time, right? Lunchtime slash nap time. So yep. I'm sure if you went right after nap, that's the whole
0: afternoon right there. Yeah. Well, that's just one day in the life of Ben and William. But, but how
1: was the last week for you guys? Anything fun and exciting happen? I'm just trying to think. We didn't have any, like, stunning, amazing Ben stories or anything like this week. He has definitely taken a deep interest in copying everything that I do especially when it comes to like home repair and, and sort of fixing things like he's obsessed with my tools right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you kind of saw it at the play center too, is he, you know, if, if I'm fixing something, he doesn't just sort of break, take his little plastic hammer, like bang in the general vicinity. Like he must go to the exact spot that I was working on. So uh, as an example, we got uh, lights for his, uh, his fish price car that he's got. It just didn't, they weren't in the box. They shipped them out later. So, I installed them and screwed them in, and then he had to give his turn at screwing in like the exact spot on the car. So, it's like, I don't know if that's just like a kid thing or that's a Ben thing or whatever, but you know, it was very particular. And then I did something very stupid in order to distract him. I've got a like a, a little ac tester and it's meant to determine if there's electricity going to like a, a socket in yep, the wall yep.
0: i'm and familiar it's, it's got
1: a nice yeah it's got a nice green and light on it and if it detects it it turns red so i gave it you know i i tested something because i was replacing the light switch and then he saw it and he's like oh oh damn <laughs> and then he, so he grabs and starts testing the wall socket oh, too, no. and it's like <laughs> oh crap I have now attracted him to the wall socket, so I have to be really careful now, Mike. With you got to get
0: those uh, those little hole things that you stick over the, the covers that go over the the sockets.
1: Well, fortunately, all the ones I've been putting in since we moved in have it built in, so you can't put anything in the holes without putting in like both of them at the same time. Mm. Well, there, you so go. so it's a, a level of protection. Well, that's good. S- same general idea. That's good.
0: Yeah. What about you, Mike? Well, I'm sure you saw it today. William has become a bit of a walking machine. He's not quite independent in the sense where he can just walk and get from one place to another all on his own. But he's getting a lot better. Like he can only he he was very good at just holding one hand and walking now. Yes, he just needs the hand. I think he just needs the hand for confidence because he's really he's really got it down pat. Like he can make a few steps on his own. I think his biggest issue is when he's walking, it's usually during walking practice, quote unquote, where he's walking to mommy and he's walking to daddy and he gets really excited really fast and just like charges and just flat, you know, pancakes. (laughs) And this one of us is there to catch him, but he's getting really good at that. And there's actually this one moment. This isn't a walking thing, but this is just something else is I told you about how sometimes we tuck and roll to to go to daycare now. That's the new thing is Laura drops me and William off in front while we wait for the door to unlock and then off she goes to work kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, the other day when we were tucking and rolling, I'm standing there. like We have a few minutes to kill before somebody lets us in. And it's early. And it's early in the morning. So it's still dark out outside. And I'm trying to think of something to do to attract William's attention to keep it because he's starting to get fussy. And I look over and I'm like, oh. Look, William, it's the moon. And it was the first time William saw the moon and he was delighted. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He lit up. And, and was like incredibly like, oh, look at that. Like he was trying to grab it. Like he was reaching out and trying to get the moon and had this enormous smile on his face. And, and he just kept staring up at the moon with this smile on his face the entire time we were waiting for to get let into the daycare. And it was, it was fantastic. I, I was like, Wow, that was not what I was expecting, but I loved every second of it. It was just absolutely <laughs> adorable. Was oh, watching that's him good. try to get to the moon. And of course, every day that I've had him since, it's like the moon's not out, so we can't repeat it. Or, or, uh, we tried to do it the other night with, uh, with Laura. I wanted to show Laura, and we walk outside and the moon is nowhere to be seen. It was like, oh, well, whatever.
1: You yeah. know? does he look for it like even during the daytime is like up look up in the sky kind of thing I think he was looking for
0: it that night that we were trying
1: to because he was looking around a lot
0: but obviously the moon was there so we didn't get the same reaction I think part of the reason why is because we sing this song to him to calm him down every so often about the moon so I think when he saw the moon after like us like he recognizes the word moon because we're talking about the moon so much but having it be like look that's the moon. That's the thing we've been singing about all this time. I think it really like resonated with him and he was just so delighted to see the moon. And I told Laura and she's like, I'm so jealous that I got didn't get to see that because it sounds like it was adorable. And I'm like, it was, <laughs> you missed out. It was. Yeah, that's right. It's a moment. It'll never happen again. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. He'll never see the moon for the first time again. <laughs>
1: that's a very good point I was just joking but that (laughs) that that went both very accurate and very dark at the same
0: time (laughs) well I I don't know why it was dark I mean it's not like he's I I I guess you only see the moon for the first time once I'm not like he's Dying before he sees the moon. Well, again, y- okay, you know? you know
1: what Laura can do? She can take him out during the day, and they can stare at the sun. Okay, well, he's, I'm go. pretty <laughs> sure he's seen the sun before.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We keep him chained up in the basement. He's never seen the sun. <laughs>
1: yeah, that that hunch though. He's he's getting pretty good at the hunchback now. Yes, definitely.
0: No, yeah, no, it was great. He he was all about the moon, and he was enjoying it. And and like I said, he was doing his walking stuff, and and you got to see him doing some of that walking stuff today at the at the play place and uh, then and then when play place time was over we all went out for lunch and had a, had a great time uh, getting burgers and then we went home and i don't know what you did but uh i i filled my time with uh, some video games because william went to sleep for like three hours after we brought him home oh three hours that must be nice well it was what it was about no maybe no maybe about two hours I, I'm a bad I, either mad. way, a substantial period of time A lengthy yeah. period of time, yeah. yeah Yeah, about two hours, now that I think about it Yeah, about two hours But yeah, he he went down, and, and I uh, popped onto the old PS4 And and I was playing Control Which, uh, I don't know
1: if you know Control at all No, I have not even heard of it Like, what kind of game is it? What is it, like a, like a strategy game? Shooter? What? It is a third-person action
0: game Oh, okay. so like it, a Tomb Raider kind of deal? Kind of So basically... I kept hearing about it described as it's like an X-Files game. And and I mean, I've watched a lot of X-Files because my wife is addicted to that show, so I've seen a lot of X-Files. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched I, I mean, there's no episode of X-Files that's like this game. But I get where people are calling it it's like an X-Files game. Cause the main character is a redheaded woman, which, you know, that sounds pretty scully-ish, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes to the Federal Bureau of Control, which is a secret government agency. Now, the FBI in X-Files was not a secret agency. It was a real agency that had a secret division called the, the X-Files, which it was where you know, Mulder and Scully worked. So, not the same. Not the same. It's different. This is all according to my wife. It's different. right? Okay, yeah. So, it's not the same. X-Files dealt with paranormal, like aliens and vampires and weird fluke monsters in the sewers and such. But- the Federal Bureau of Control deals with, like, interdimensional conflict where, like, things from other dimensions have come to our dimension to affect it. So, sort of like Men in Black? Kind of. But, like, less – but definitely there's still, like, monsters and stuff. But they're, they – they, what's happened is, is you arrive. You're just some regular girl. But – Are you regular? Basically, the story is is that you had a run-in with the Federal Bureau of Control when you were young, and they took your brother. So this is you, after all your years of trying to find the the Bureau, finding it, and it's in the middle of a siege where, like, interdimensional beings have started possessing the people who work at the Bureau— and like are shooting like fireballs and stuff at you and, and you have, you get to shoot them, but you get to shoot them with a gun that changes shape. Oh, like the gun itself changes. The shape. gun itself changes. shape. Oh, okay. So, so right. it, they right. call it the service pistol and it's just a gun. And then when you upgrade the gun to a different mode, then the gun changes shape. So like it, like the gun it's made out of bricks. It's like a gun that's, it looks like it's made out of Lego. It's weird, but <laughs> but you change the the ammo type and it turns into a different gun, and then it's and then suddenly okay, it's a okay. shotgun, and then it changes again, and now it's a machine gun, and then it changes again, and it's kind of a rocket launcher. Like so it's this is,
1: this is how they get around the how does somebody carry nineteen weapons at the same time? I guess so, but you're definitely okay. fighting
0: people with shotguns and machine guns and and rocket launchers. So they they very easily could have been like, oh, here's this, but at the same time, it's just a cool thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then as the game goes on, you get like psychic powers and stuff. Like, I'm able to like pick up things with telekinesis and launch them and and all sorts of stuff. And apparently, according to the trophy list, I will learn to fly at some point. I haven't got to the flying part yet. But yeah, I'm having a really good time with it. It it came out last year. If I had played it last year, it might have been my top three favorite games last year. Oh, damn. Okay. Like, the story is very weird. And it's like, okay like i'm getting this but i'm also very confused you know like it's very it's very interdimensional you know like there's a whole lot of mentions of the astral plane and like you get phone calls from like the astral plane from like an old (laughs) like an old rotary phone like i actually wasn't sure what year this game took place in because everything is old old technology and then you start reading memos that have, like, 2018 as the date on them and stuff. But then you read memos that are, like... Because here's the thing. The Bureau of Control also... Their base of operations is itself a weird interdimensional thing. So it's it's basically this building. You can't find the building unless you're looking for the building. So, like... If you were to walk by it on the street, you wouldn't see it because you're not, like, looking for it kind of a thing.
1: That's some, that's some really, like, Harry Potter uh, Diagon Alley kind of shit yeah. right there. <laughs> it, it really
0: is. But it, what ends up happening is the building, like, changes shape. When you clear out the, the possessed people, the building regains its, its normal shape. But a lot of the technology is all, like, old-timey, like, 1960s computers and stuff. And, and then you start getting these memos that say what year it is. And then you finally find memos that are like, yes, yeah, cell phones don't work in this building. Like newer technology doesn't work. So they'll have to use like old typewriters and in, in crap because newer like laptops and stuff won't work in the building because it's just oh, the weird energy frames of the. So it's got this very interesting vibe to everything. It's, 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 it's very interesting. I, I'm really enjoying it.
1: Well, good. You have to give us like uh, once you're done how close are you to being finished? Or do you know
0: say based on I know that there are trophies for getting the chapters and I'm in chapter five and I think there's ten chapters. So I'm about halfway. Oh, okay, give or take. So another six to eight months to have it done. Six to eight months. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes. Because of time. But the funny <laughs> because thing is, we don't have time to play. Mike, come on. I, I get it. I get to our it. Our own podcast here. But the funny thing is, is I've actually been able to find time to play this. It's it's the last few nights, Laura and I have just kind of done our own thing, and I've been playing Control, so I get to like to play for for lengthy jumps. Like I, I when William was taking his nap on Saturday. I got to play. He slept for, th- he did this time, he slept for three hours. Yeah. That time I got to play for three hours. Today I got to play for two hours. Friday I got to play for another two hours. Last night I played. So I've been actually devoting time to it. So I actually might have this one done. I was about to say before the end of the month and then I looked at what day it is and I'm like, eh. <laughs>
1: maybe. <laughs> another month. Yeah, another
0: maybe month. It'll be in February, maybe I get that yeah. done. But yeah, no, it's it's really good. But which is good because I mean, once I get it done, then I'll have plenty of time wealth open for all of the big games coming this year to be excited
1: for. There are a ton, and I think uh, I think you and I can both agree that 2019 was uh, let's just say lackluster at best when it came to big releases. But 2020, oh baby, <laughs> it's got a lot of big games coming up. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know about you, but is there
0: anything that that's like oh I can't wait for this I feel like I feel like I know
1: yeah you probably know for me it's between the two it's it's Doom Eternal yes uh, which was originally supposed to be a 2019 game but they pushed it back and then Last of Us 2 that's the other one yep and I'm right there with you.
0: I, I, it's funny because there's a lot, there's a lot of big games, and we're going to talk about some of those games too, even though they're not on my list of games to play. Because there's there's some games that I'm like, I have four games that are that are priority for me in 2020, and two of them we just mentioned. The other two, I'm sure one of them you'll have heard of, but the other one I'm, you'll probably be like, okay, I know that, but I, it's not anything I'm interested in. Oh, right? Okay. So the other games that I'm interested in. They did a remake of Resident Evil 3, because remember last year they did the, the remake of Resident Evil 2? Right. Well, apparently they turned around and bam, here's the Resident Evil 3 remake as oh, well. perfect, okay. So that comes out in April, and then uh, the other game that I'm excited for, doesn't have a release date yet, but it is coming out this
1: year, is uh, Streets of Rage 4, which you know, is... You know what, Mike? I almost had it on my list. Really? <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, well, Mike will talk about it, so I won't bother bringing it up. Yeah, Definitely. Well, I mean, look, well, let's go into more detail about
0: Streets of Rage. Like, how for, how familiar with the, the Streets of Rage series are you? I didn't think that you knew too much about it. Well, besides, I,
1: I really liked it when I back in like the Sega Genesis days. I was always a huge fan of like those side-scrolling like beat 'em up kind of games. Yeah, and obviously that falls directly into that category. So I wouldn't say I, I know the lore or anything like that, but right. I definitely played all three and I enjoyed all three of them. Definitely. Like, I, I, Streets of Rage, of the side-scrolling beat-em-up in the 16-bit area
0: was my jam. Like, of, mm-hmm. If there's a game that I could play, if I could let off a bunch of my favorite 16-bit games, most of them are going to be side-scrolling beat-em-ups. And Streets of Rage is near the top of that list. Streets of Rage 2, specifically, that's my favorite one. Yes. So I know over the years, there's actually been attempts at Streets of Rage 4. Like, I don't know if you remember, there's a game that came out Uh, In the PlayStation 1 era called Fighting Force. I I don't know much about PlayStation 1. Okay, well, it was on Nintendo 64 as well. But Fighting Force, if you play it, you're like, this seems very Streets of Rage influenced. Well, the reason was is because it was originally Streets of Rage 4. Oh okay. So okay. the guys, the guys who were making it, they were pitching it as Streets of Rage 4. They were like, we made up we made this great beat 'em up engine, we think it's great. And they pitched it to Sega as a Streets of Rage game and then it was all going really well. And then out of nowhere, Sega's like, no, we're not going to do this. So then they were just like, okay, well, let's just change this character to stop looking like the main character and change that character to stop. like, Because the main characters that they were using were Axel, Blaze, and Max. And Axel's the dude with the bandana, Blaze is the, the girl in the red, and Max is, is the professional wrestler. And basically, the three characters, there is, it's a dude who is wearing a jean jacket and doesn't have a bandana but has the exact same haircut. A girl in this similar outfit, (laughs) and a big buff dude who's wearing a shirt now, so he's not a wrestler anymore. (laughs) It's just enough to be different. Yes. So the fighting force was originally Streets of Rage four, and they didn't, and the license they ended up getting, and then over the years there was a few other times that they actually there was a a rumor and actually footage of a Streets of Rage four on the Dreamcast that got canceled for who knows why, but it was being developed by Sega themselves, and then. It was kind of quiet for years. There's actually all sorts of fan versions of Streets of Rage on the internet. Like, I can't remember. I think it's called like Streets of Rage Remake or something. Some fans actually took all of the assets across every Streets of Rage game and they combined it into one big game and they like made the the assets better they added new levels they added new characters they took characters that existed in the originals and turned them into playable characters like characters who were never playable before oh okay cool yeah so they did a lot of work and but of course all that stuff gets you got to kind of keep an eye out for it because it gets ceased and desisted all the time but there was a lot of people who were like this should be streets of rage 4 like it's so fantastic but then out of nowhere Bam an official streets of rage four is is dropped and so we're we're waiting for that that's gonna come out this year the the dates haven't been announced there it's it's being done in a in an animated style where like it's all hand drawn and but I've noticed that it's keeping very close to the original animation not like the style but like the moves when you watch the guys do the moves you could just layer the sprites from the original streets of rage over top of the moves and it'd be identical right okay
1: so they're kind of taking, like, the Cuphead approach to their animation.
0: Kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it looks like. Like, it's yeah. all... Well, I don't know if it's
1: exactly... I mean, No, cuphead. but, but, but yeah. it's like a... Like, literally, like, it looks like hand-drawn and, you know, it looks like a TV show or so like a cartoon back when we were kids. Yeah, deal. yeah. Like, but it looks great.
0: And, yeah. you know, they've added a couple characters. They brought a character back, Adam, who was the third main character from the original Streets of Rage. Never appeared playable in another Streets of Rage game. He would appear in the other games like in the background. Hell, the second game, he's just kidnapped and you only see him at the end of the game. Right. And yeah. his nephew is is uh or it's either his nephew or his younger brother is the kid with this with the, the roller skates. Mm-hmm. And then yes. skate. 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 Yeah. The what, what a creative name for the kid <laughs> with the roller skates. But yeah. um but he's back for the first time. Like it's the first game he's appeared in since the original, so and then there's like a girl with a guitar whose name I can't remember. And there's at least one silhouette that they've been teasing. And I think it's gonna be the wrestler dude. They brought the wrestler dude back, which will be free. Uh, okay, cool. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. But it looks great, and I can't wait to I can't wait, can't wait to get it. My only issue is is that they're not doing a physical release, but they are doing a physical release through that limited run games.
1: Oh okay, all right. This is that. This is that mic problem sort of floating in here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's one of my favorite game series. Oh, I know, I know. I would want the physical copy to have, and mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's it's not that bad, but it is more expensive to buy the physical version through the limited run than it is to just buy the download version and, and download it. And additionally, it's way later. Like like the download version will be out and then I, I won't get my, my physical copy till like two months later, you know, that kind right. of thing. But yes, you're right. That is 100% a mic problem. <laughs> it absolutely is. I've just
1: downloaded on day one, but uh, I, don't, I don't collect all that stuff. so but,
0: Yeah, I don't know if there was any of those, any other games that we haven't mentioned that you're looking forward to for this year. The,
1: the only other one that we haven't mentioned that I will not have the opportunity to play is the new Half-Life game so half-life alex um have we talked about half-life on this show before i don't believe we've talked about it on the show yeah so so basically the running gag with with valve who created half-life is that they can't ever create three of anything right so there was half-life one half-life two no half-life three then they released it's like a half-life two chapter one half-life two chapter two no chapter three whatever team fortress one Team fortress two no Team fortress three no left for dead three no Left 4 Dead 3 either. They've had Left 4 Dead 1, Left 4 Dead 2, No Left 4 Dead 3. hmm So supposedly this is, they're not calling it Half-Life 3, but it's like a spiritual successor to the well, second one. I was under the impression that it was a prequel to well, 2. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, like not, yeah. Successor in that it's like a, follows the same sort of storyline, but yes, yeah, so it is a prequel thing. Yeah. But it's the first, as far as I'm aware, the first AAA title to be uh, programmed in virtual reality, so it's it's designed to be played with VR headsets. I, I there's no word as if you can play it without it. I'm guessing you probably can't. I, I don't know if you've heard anything about that, but
0: I think it's being done specifically for it because I I read somewhere that there because this is their version of the headset, which I can't remember what it's called because it's not Oculus and it's not Vive no, or it's whatever. The, it is. Um, oh it'll come to me it'll come to yeah me. but it's their version of the the vr headset and i read a thing that was essentially that they're not able to keep up with the demand for the headset so it sounds like that the half-life game might actually be pushed back a little because they're they want to get more vr headsets out before well, they can get the game out
1: well absolutely so it is it's the valve index that's it the index it up. valve index like the thing you need to know about valve is that they essentially redefined what a first person shooter is you know up until that point first person shooters were all kind of like doom they were all doom and doom clones right where it was here is the least amount of storyline possible (laughs) in order for you to get from point a to point b whereas half-life and and half-life 2 were very much story driven games Mm. you know so they had you know cutscenes within the game itself so it was generated by the game it wasn't like a pre uh, um, what's pre-rendered, the word pre-rendered cutscene or anything like that Like it was literally happening as you were playing it you know if you go back and play Half-Life 1 now it's like okay you know it's good I don't see what's so special about it but you had to realize at the time it was completely different so what Valve has said is they are super unhappy with the state of VR games in general like across the board, and so they made this game to sort of prove what can be done in virtual reality, so that to me is pretty exciting, like a company with a history of sort of redefining genres and stuff, taking a shot at it, you know what, I I hope it's good, because all the VR stuff I've seen, you know, it, it all seems okay, but none of it is like, I need to go out and buy a VR headset to play this game, like, I don't know about you, have you played much VR stuff at
0: all? I have not. Oh, obviously, I don't own any VR helmets. I do own a few VR games, but they're PlayStation games. Like, uh, so it's funny because you make your point about like, well, well, there there haven't been any VR AAA games. I can think of one that was designed to be a VR game, but at the same time, you can also play it without a VR helmet, and that's Resident Evil Seven. Right, okay. So Resident Evil 7 is playable entirely in VR, but is also playable entirely out of VR. I believe Half-Life is only playable in VR. There's a couple other games that are like more spin-offs of the main series that I can think of that there's a Wolfenstein VR game, but it's definitely not like a full game and it's it's not like um, it's not a BJ Blazkowicz running around or anything like that. It's like some random dude. Yeah, who,
1: yeah it, it's it's taken the title right. That's pretty much the the comparison there. Yeah. So somebody but the
0: the the little bit of VR that I've played, I played, uh, what is it called? It's like Flashpoint or something like that. It's a uh, PSVR title, but it's a first person shooter. And I remember playing it and being like, wow, this is actually really impressive because I had to actually, like, to, to aim down the sights, I actually had to hold the gun up to my eye to be able to aim down the sights, which was like, that's weird. You know, like, I've never, you, you normally you just push a button and it does it for you. That's right, kind of yeah. thing. So actually needing to do it to get it to work was like, wow. I've also played Beat Saber. Okay, yeah. Which is basically Guitar Hero with lightsabers. Yep. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And I've played... Oh God, I can't remember what it was called. It's an epic game. Like, epic... You know, epic games. Yeah, as on, like, Fortnite. Yeah. It's, it's a game where you shoot robots. Like, there's, like, a robot uprising. And... I, I can't remember what it was called. I remember that it was really funny because when you wanted to reload your gun, you just threw it away and then a new one materialized in your hands. <laughs> so it was like an action movie where you're like, just like hawked guns at people. Right. Okay. But that's it. Like, that's all I've played on on VR.
1: Well, you know, what we're going to have to do, Mike. So we found out that there is a, I don't know really you know how to describe it. There's like a VR studio in Stony Creek so think of like laser tag like you go to laser tag that kind of thing there's an actual like vr thing where they have got you know 10 to 20 sort of stalls and you can play multiplayer games and stuff together Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to go to there and give this vr thing a real shot
0: that sounds good to me yeah and and while you were chatting i looked it up it's called a robo recall it's
1: about robots getting recalled and then you shoot them because they've all gone bad do you get robo uh, (laughs) do you get robo sickness playing this game mike I did not
0: even, like, I also even played this, like, weird Spider-Man demo, but it was not, like, very good graphics, so it wasn't, like, disorienting at all. Like, I was supposed to be swinging around the city, and I'm like, okay, this works, but, like, I'm very clearly just swinging between giant blocks. Yeah, you're very detached from the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but Robo Recall was at least very, like, very realistic looking, so it was kind of, the bit about Robo Recall that really... That really was, oh shit, was the beginning of the game is you're standing on a street watching a news report of the robots going crazy. And as you're watching this news report, robots are walking up and standing next to you and watching the same news report. And they're all like, oh wow, I didn't realize that this is going, this is happening, you know. And then all the robots go crazy. But the thing is, is you're watching the news report and you don't notice the robots walking up. So you sort of like turn to your left and turn to your right. And suddenly there's robots there that were not there before. Like they all walk up on you when you're not looking. And then suddenly they're all around you. And then they all go haywire at the same time. And then they they all like dogpile on you. And it, that's that bit was just like, holy shit. Like that was a very. It's kind of a cool way to
1: do things. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. I did talk to a friend once who told me that she tried to play Resident Evil in VR and she couldn't make it out of the opening house, which is like the first 20 minutes of the game. Because of motion sickness? Mm, Because she was so spooked. Oh, spooked. But not by this the motion sickness. I did hear there's a game on PlayStation 4 called Drive Club VR, and apparently that game is like essentially motion sickness the game.
1: Yeah, like, that's that's my biggest concern, because I get motion sickness in real life. And so I, I have played Resident Evil the first, or not the first one, the 7, uh, the, the VR version. And looking around and stuff doesn't bother me. And, like, if I kind of walk around in person, it doesn't bother me. It's when your character starts to move. Like, if you, are like, walk forward versus, like, that teleport forward thing that you can do. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, my body is just like, this like (laughs) so i don't know if it was because you know i didn't take the time to like focus the lenses and stuff because we were all just testing it out like i don't know if that helps the situation at all or or what so I'm, i'm curious i've heard that that the walking
0: versus the teleporting in a lot of games can be very disorienting yeah yeah but I, there's nothing that's made me go crazy and be like, man, that's what I need a VR for. And if I do get a VR helmet, I'll probably end up getting the PlayStation one because one, my computer's not going to run a VR program very well, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and and two, I actually have VR games because like every so often PlayStation is like, here's a game, and they'll give away a free game. So I have, I think, with games that I already own that included VR in them and games that i've gotten for free i think i have something like 5 or 6 games already for it that that have vr so oh okay so one I don't know, one day maybe but I, there's so many other games that i got to get through there's no real point to to getting a vr helmet at the moment but i mean games like last of us i'm looking really forward to and games like doom i'm looking forward to and and like you said earlier those games were both delayed. Doom was delayed out of 2019. It was supposed to be in and out in November, and they moved it to March. And Last of Us was actually supposed to be like Valentine's Day, and they moved it into May. Uh,
1: September, I think, actually. Or oh, no, no, is no, it I'm, May? Is I'm it pretty May? Pretty sure it's okay. May?
0: I'm pretty sure it's May. But it's funny that you mentioned September because a lot of very big games from this year have been delayed and some of them have moved into September. And and it's really funny because everybody in the world was like, oh my God, I'm going to go broke between February and May because it's just game after big game after big game. And now it's not as big because a lot of those <laughs> games have moved away. They're a little more spread out now. Yeah. So Last of Us moved to May. And then just last week, we were actually going to talk about this, but we just didn't have time we spent so much time talking about ces but final fantasy 7 remake was supposed to come out at the beginning of march and now that's moved out into april and i was like holy crap i can't believe they, they put it in april that puts it like a week before cyberpunk 2077 and now cyberpunk 2077 is moved into september yes and additionally, the Avengers game that Square Enix was making was supposed to come out in May. And now that has moved into September as well. And there was also an Iron Man game that was supposed to come out in February that has also been moved. And I'm not sure where that is moved. I think that's in May as well. But yeah, it, it, there, there's a lot of things. It's 2020 apparently is the year of the delayed game, which, you know what? It's fine by me. Delay your game. Make sure it's good. That's all.
1: Yeah, that's exactly my opinion, too. I mean, for too long now, they've been taking advantage of the fact we all have high speed internet and we can download, you know, zero day patches and that kind of stuff, you know, so they would use it as an excuse to push out a game that wasn't ready. You know, No Man's Sky, as an example, really jumps to mind. It's finally ready now, like what, a year or two years later. So, no, I I am more than happy for them to take the time, polish it up. You know, make sure it's bug free and a great experience right out of the bat. I mean, I fully support it, even from like the the human side of it. You know, I, I don't know how much you read into programming and that kind of stuff. But, you know, when it comes to crunch time, like these guys are working like 100 hour weeks and, and that kind of crap. If this means that they can go home and see their families a little bit more, I am all for it. Well, the funny thing is, I was actually going to bring this up,
0: is the cyberpunk guys. So, Cyberpunk was originally supposed to come out in April. So, you got to think that they're already in crunch mode because they're they're getting there. And so, they pushed it back. But they pushed it back, like, really early in comparison. Like, it's still January, you know? Like, they still had a few more months. So, one would think that, okay, well... I guess they're giving everybody the time. No, they asked somebody like who works at CD Project Red that was just like, "Hey, uh so does that mean you guys are going to avoid crunch?" And he's like, "Oh no, we're definitely still doing crunch between now and September."
1: Oh, so they're just extending it. They just extended crunch. Oh
0: no. So oh, no. Yeah, and a lot of people. That's a big thing these days. Is a lot of people are very conscious of crunch, and and because I mean, Rockstar made that whole statement where they were like super proud that all of their employees were like working over a hundred hour work weeks, and people were
1: like, "What are you doing? Stop killing your employees!" You know? No, exactly. I mean, I don't see it as a sort of badge of honor. For me, it's the opposite. It's like just just delay the game. You know, make it. Yeah, I, I can understand. You know, a week or two of overtime. At the end, you know, instead of a 40-hour week, you're putting in 50 or 60 or something like that to get it done. But, you know, the stories that you hear of people basically living at the office. And, like, it it sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts? Like,
0: do you have any interest in Cyberpunk? Like, it's – I, I got to say there's a lot of people I know who are already saying it's going to be their game of the year and they haven't even played it
1: yet. i I am interested in it for sure. It's, it's a style of game that's not typically up my alley, but from what I've seen, it does look pretty interesting. I think even last year, two years ago, we, I declared it as a game I was definitely interested in. Yeah. Because it's sort of like Destiny-ish, isn't it? Well, like, it's, sort of-
0: it's from what I understand, it's more of an RPG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's straight up like you go into the world, there's a story, and you get there... F- however you want to get there you just do your own thing like the whole thing i've heard is that the the amount of choice in the game is insane like everything you do absolutely affects everything else that happens. Like you can kill guys that you don't, that you don't need to kill. And, and that changes things. Or you can go to do a mission where it's like, okay, I can run into the mission, like go into this place, guns blazing, or I can talk my way in and no one gets hurt. And you know, there are consequences to both of those actions. And, and, And that's that's supposedly it's enormous. Like the game is supposed to be absolutely enormous. You can talk to tons of different people and tons of different effects. But I don't know. There's something about it that just like I'm not interested. And I think that the reason is is because it's a first person RPG. Like I know that that Fallout. At least before Fallout seventy six was fairly popular, yeah, and and a lot of people played Skyrim and they played it in first person. And I never liked that. Like I don't like playing my RPGs in first person. I like playing my RPGs in third person, or something like something along those lines. Like depending on the game. Like I, I like older RPGs too, where it's like old sprites and stuff, you know. Right. So I, I I like looking at my character, especially in a game where like Cyberpunk, which has an extensive create a character. That, like, you don't see your character. What's the point of having, like, same thing with Fallout. Like, Fallout, you could do first person or you could do third person. And I'm like, I don't want to spend, like, an hour looking, making sure my character's face is right and then never see it
1: again. You know, like... Is there the option to just flip back and forth? I mean... Not in Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk just, is first person know, the entire way. It's locked. Yeah. See, it's, it's ironic because the first person part of it is what actually made me more interested than the third person. You know, I guess it kind of shows the games we like to play. But I think that's the thing that's holding me back the most is literally how much time I expect I would have to put in to like truly enjoy the game. Right, You know, and even though, you know, now that our kids have bedtimes and, you know, we can play during nap time and they go to bed at seven and we can play in the evening. You know, it it just feels like it would be a game I would have enjoyed a lot more like 10 years ago.
0: Right. You know? Right. Which is funny because it almost, they announced it almost 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> at least it felt like it. I think it was like yeah. 2014 or something like that. It was the first time. Yeah. It. But yeah, like this, a lot of really big games this year. A lot of really big delays. Do you think anything else really big is going to get delayed? Like, do you think they're going to th- toss one more month at the end of The Last of Us? You know, like last minute, you know, at the end of April,
1: they'll be like, we're pushing it to June instead of May or something like that. I I don't know. I think the only one I could see getting delayed again would be Cyberpunk a second time. Right. I feel like Last of Us has been in development, well, essentially since the first one has been done, you know, so they've got to be getting real close. Yeah.
0: I've I've heard I've heard rumors of games getting delayed so that they'll be PS5 and, and Xbox new Xbox games. Right. But I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I know there's supposed to be a new Assassin's Creed that hasn't announced been announced yet that I'm always a big fan of the Assassin's Creed games. I really liked Odyssey and and all of the like, I I own every console Assassin's Creed game, any of the main ones. The only ones I don't own are the the chronicle ones that were like little side stories, but You know, I'm a big fan of that series, so I'm always interested in whatever they're doing for that. That will probably be my first PS5 game, depending on what else gets launched, because I I know that Assassin's Creed will be—that's what they did with Black Flag. Black Flag was a PS3 game and a PS4 launch game, so I will probably end up grabbing it on— PS5 when it comes out,
1: kind of. I, I wonder if it's going to be as big of a deal, right? Because both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, <laughs> yeah, have declared that you know they will play every previous version of a PlayStation game ever. So you know, do they need to split the title anymore? It's true, right? but.
0: There will be re-releases. There will. It's the only... Oh, they are, they're gonna I'm, count I'm on sure people. there will with like enhanced texture packs and, yep, and whatever. Yeah, It's going to be enhanced texture packs, games that were 30 frames a second will be 60 frames a second, all yeah. that kind of crap. If they can figure out a way to charge people for it, they'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, definitely, but yeah. it's it'll be exciting. Although it's funny because actually, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up before we stop and I don't know if you saw that there's actually this new add-on for the PlayStation 4 controller that like the you know how there's like the Xbox Elite controller, which is like the Pro Controller with the paddles and stuff on the back? Yes. Yep. Well, there's no equivalent PlayStation controller. Like there are third party pro controllers that, you know, Sony is licensed, but there's no official Sony Pro controller. Well Sony has put out a device that's the back button, which is it, it plugs into the, the, that port on the bottom of your controller where your headphones go. Right. And it adds two buttons to the back of the controller. And they're programmable and, and you can like set different, um, uh, what are they called? Like profiles. or okay, profiles, Yeah, different yeah. profiles and stuff. So that when you play different games, the the buttons are, are different combinations of buttons, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's neat, but I don't know if I really need that. Well, the rumor is, is this is actually an add-on for PlayStation 5 in secret. In secret? Yes. So, what has been leaking around is that the new PlayStation 5 controller has buttons on the back like these. this add-on. The current PlayStation 4 controller, it does not have these buttons. Right. But the PlayStation 4 controller is supposedly forwards compatible with with the ps5 so you can use the dualshock 4 on the ps5 well if it's missing these buttons how will it work well apparently the add-on is the solution is surprise the add-on works as the extra two buttons that come standard on the playstation 5 controller so it's them actually secretly introducing a playstation 5 feature into a playstation 4 device way before i thought that was very interesting yeah Uh, that's
1: that's a cool way to do it and i actually i mean i really like that they're they're focusing so heavily on backwards compatibility as well as you know forwards compatibility yeah because i feel like there's been a problem with console games forever is you know once you get the ps4 you might as well throw the ps3 away because nothing that you owned with it works anymore right right you know unless you of course you fire up the PS3 itself. You know, whereas I I like what, what I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but but I like I like the fact that you can bring all the the controllers cuz controllers aren't they're not expensive, but they're not cheap either. You know, they're 50 bucks a crack usually, right? And well, the fact more you like can use them if in Canada. You, Yeah, or well, you can get them on sale occasionally, but I think their ticket price is usually around $50. Like I like the fact you can bring it forward now, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like I mean, if it's
1: to get my games because that's
0: what exactly what I did to save money on the Switch. Because Switch, everything Nintendo, you pay the Nintendo tax for. Yeah. The equivalent controller for the Dual Shock is the Nintendo Pro controller. And the Nintendo Pro controller is a hundred dollars. Right. And it like the most I've seen it on sale is 80. Like that's the lowest I've seen that controller. And what I ended up doing is, I found out that you can buy a Bluetooth adapter and use Dual Shocks to play on the Switch. So that's what I did. I paid twenty dollars for a, for a Bluetooth adapter, and I used a controller I already owned to play games on the Switch. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, the only the only issue is, is all the buttons are different. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of have to know the buttons before I start playing with the shop right, right. kind of a thing. Because it'll be like press the A button. I'll just look at the controller and be like, uh, because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a not a B, B X pay, Y. Like small price to pay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I saved I saved eighty dollars doing it this way. Like <laughs> learning the buttons is is is, is a better
1: solution yeah. than paying eighty dollars. But on the on the computer, Mike, I can use all the controllers. Doesn't matter who that makes it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And then it like adapts it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does everything, yeah. So, if it doesn't have an adapter, you can just plug it in with a cable and it'll work. Well, whoop de doo for you. Yes, welcome to the the hallowed ground that is the PC gaming world. (laughs) Well, I don't need to talk about PC gaming
0: right now. I really don't.
1: So, I think
0: on that note... I'm going to end this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong or what it was like the first time you saw the moon, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more Nerdy Dad advice for people who are most certainly going qualified to give any whatsoever until next time i am mike and i am chris and we'll talk to you again as soon <coughs> holding that in good stuff there mike thanks